What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs. I'm Landon Raby. With me, Dylan Taylor. Just when you thought Tennessee was done and, and out of it, here they come back and, and go ahead and sweep Texas A&M. What a bounce back by this team. I mean, they – I think Tony Vitello mentioned it. They uh, came back, got to work, and, you know, had some grit about them. I, I think they found a little bit of an edge to them this weekend. Um you know, there it felt like kind of that old Tennessee, that old swagger that that Tennessee's had the previous years. Um, it it wasn't pretty, and maybe that's something you kind of look at like, hey, this team can really be something because Tennessee didn't play their best baseball. I don't think this weekend they still came out with a sweep over a top twenty five team and a team that you know returned a lot of starters that that made Omaha last year. So <clears throat> I thought all in all, really good weekend. Um, the bats were, were alive and, and well, that's something that didn't, we weren't talking about And it's a completely different show. You know, we, there's tons of positivity this show last episode. There wasn't a ton cause there wasn't a ton to talk about. Um, but man, what a weekend it was. And, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing for me was the outfield. The bats are one thing, but I think the bats have always kind of been there. <clears throat> they just kind of have their off games. But the biggest question mark so far is just the the outfield. And, uh, I mean, there was tons of, of top ten worthy plays out there this weekend by Kavars Tears, Hunter Inslee, uh, Griffin Merritt robbed her home run uh, yesterday, Christian Scott. I mean, it, it was just, just really good play in the outfield. And I think that um, is something Tennessee can kind of carry into the rest of this SEC play. And, including next weekend when you go to LSU. Yeah, from the young guys, especially as you, you just listed off, because I know that was a big thing, is especially a guy's, guy like Kavaris Tears, you knew he had the bat the entire time, but you wondered, like, hey, can he fill that role every day? And then after last week, you kind of left with the same questions, if not leaning a little bit more the other way with some of the outfielders. So it was good, it was good to see them handle their business and – do it at the plate too because i mean obviously the bats came alive it's i mean i'm sure we'll get into the pitching i i i looked i was looking at stats on friday to realize we only gave up three hits on somehow gave up four runs though so i mean that's going to happen from time to time but the big thing we talked about is seeing this lineup produce in sec play and you finally you, you saw that it's the undertaker coming back from the dead meme <clears throat> Yeah, and it just seemed different at the plate. There was, you know, uh, everybody kind of knew their job and what to do. It, it seemed like last week, you know, they just couldn't move runners. Um, I don't know if it's just like getting up there and, and hacking or, or what it is, but everybody kind of knew exactly what to do with the bat when they're at the plate. They had some sort of plan in place. Um, you saw us move runners. You know, there was, I think, three sacrifice flies this weekend. One was a walk-off. Shout-out Jared Dickey. Um, two sacrifice hits. I mean, there there was a lot of, you know, stealing and, you know, moving on, on pass balls and stuff like that. Just a little bit of small ball that I think Tennessee has kind of went away from just because last year you hit so many home runs, you didn't need it. Um, but I think this is a different group, and, you know, I think that's something that they should – Dude, I think there's a lot of good hitters in this lineup. I don't think all of them hit for a ton of power. So that that's one way that you beat on on teams like like a Texas A&M this weekend is you move runners, you use you don't strike out a ton, and um, you get runners in when you need to. It's why I mean, it's why Jared Dickey looks so good this weekend. It's why a guy like Zane Denton and his patience all year. That's why he stands out. It's because it it's like what you're saying. Like you, you've gotten so used to seeing the deep fly being at the top of that list really for the last couple of years now that you don't want to say you become dependent on it. But I mean, I know we've talked about it on here before, like how, you know, guys, it is okay to lay a sacrifice bunt down sometimes, like as much as, as much as you may hate it. And I, I understand. Cause I mean, they're all, they're all hitters. Like I don't think anybody goes up there like, yay, let me lay a sacrifice bunt down here. They're just begging to do that. But at the same time, like, do you want to do that or do you want to win games? Like that's, yeah, that's what it comes down to sometimes. So, I mean, 
it's good to see that it's not just the young guys being relied on to do that too. Like you got mm-hmm. guys like Hunter Inslee who it's it's not send him up there and you know hope he can do the little thing right to get it ready for the the other half to line up. It's no, he can go up there and rip it. And you've got young guys that can do the small parts. So especially for freshmen, that's the most intriguing part to me is just they they don't a lot of times with freshmen, especially in the outfield, like we talked about, where there's so many guys competing for playing time, you know, it's got to be difficult at times to swallow your pride and say, hey, like, you you don't know how many chances you're going to get, so you're wanting to show out every chance you get. And sometimes showing out is just, just doing a small thing right. Yeah. And I think, you know, playing a little bit of small ball, I mean, we have so many lefties in the lineup, and a lot of those are pool hitters, that they're shifting – to toward that right field, I mean, I'd like to see us. I know Blake Burke. I, I know he squared one time, but didn't actually. Um, I think they threw a ball the next time he was he was swinging away. But I mean, guys like that, like even Jared Dickey, people that can just I, he bunted for a hit this weekend. Um, so I, I would like to see a little bit more of at least trying it. You know, make them respect it a little bit that. Hey, if you want to shift and, and have everybody over there to that, you know, right side, let's uh let's go right down the third baseline with a bunt and see see what happens. I mean, yeah, depending on how good how fast that player is, he might get a double out of some of these. The only requirement is don't be super slow. Like yeah. you, you can even be a little you could be my speed a little bit slow and you you're still gonna beat it out. Like and right. Blake Burke, I mean, he's tall. He can even if he's not fast, he can get the strides going. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's just something that you you may not do it until, you know, second game of regional. But man, you may need it then, and it's nice to be able to do it then and not be completely foreign to you. Yeah, and I thought one through nine, I thought everybody hit hit this weekend, or, or at least did their job, knew their role. Um, you know, Hunter Inslee was a guy. I mean, I think yesterday, I think only the first like six hitters, only one. Of those guys had an RBI, and it was Blake Burke. The rest of the runs came from the bottom of the lineup. Now, part of that is because Zane Denton was at the bottom. He had five on his own. But, um, you know, they did a really good job of, you know, kind of mixing up that lineup a little bit. And, and I don't know if Zane Denton's going to be there all the time. But it was, you know, I mean, much like this team went through on Tuesday, it was kind of a wake-up call. You know, you, you see the lineup and – you're not in it. You're down at the the bottom of it when you're the cleanup hitter. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of method to Tony Vitello's madness a little bit. Um, it, it seemed to get everybody's attention. It seemed to got Zane Denton's attention yesterday um, as a right-handed hitter. He he looks like a. I guess when he's right or left-handed, he's like he seems like a different player. Um, yeah. In terms like, do do we want left-handed Zane Denton or do we want right-handed Zane Denton? Um, I think he should be able to bat twice. Now I'm not so sure anymore. I would I would have said lefty before, but I who know I mean maybe when he hits in the eighth hole from now on, he's strictly right handed from there. Maybe it's a situational based thing. I, I don't know the rules and I don't think there is a rule, but can he switch in the middle of an a bat? I've go watch a Mississippi State game, I guess, because they got that uh ampedestrian. Yeah, if the pitcher can pitcher. do it, surely a hitter can, right? I don't know. I, I think I thought before they made a rule where you had to declare, okay, I'm going with this hand. and mm. I, But I don't know if the batter has to do that first or the pitcher. Gotcha. Because, I mean, the batter so – I guess a pitcher can do it like he can have one batter and then the next batter he can throw this Right. I mean, the, the pitcher's going to decide on what the hitter's doing. The hitter's going to decide what the pitcher's doing. So, I don't know who gets the – tie goes to the runner, but I don't know in this situation if it goes batter or pitcher. Interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see him hit twice in the lineup. If he gets out the first time, maybe just go from the other side and see what happens. Well, just swing at a ball that's going to hit you. and It hits you, so it's technically a strike, and then that just gets him mad, and he switches over to the other side. So he still gets yeah. a cut either way. Yeah. I'm not sure that he would like that idea, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it was a good idea to say. But, yeah, it was kind of one through nine. I mean, tears on, on Friday. I know he got injured, but uh, he was two for two in that game. Um, with three RBIs. So, I mean, it, it was kind of the whole entire lineup. Christian Moore had another good weekend. I thought Mally Ahuna has really asserted himself nicely at, at the, the top of the lineup. Um, and then I was super impressed with Hunter Inslee. I mean, we were talking about the 
um, the outfield. He was he looked a natural in the outfield. He looked super athletic, but also like the the bat wasn't too much for him either. He handled his bat well, and you know, I kind of like him in the lineup. I think he's earned it. If all we've seen him do is consistently do it, so until proven otherwise, I mean, yeah, he, some of the guys that had been doing it until then, yeah, I mean, it's his spot to. It, it, the way it's went so far, I mean, it's it's the guy, it's the hot hand right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you do you don't know if that's going to be a season long thing. Odds are, it's it's not going to be the entire season. But can you? You don't want to call it a grace period, really. But can you earn earn enough to when you get to a struggle? still still prove that you're the guy that you get to stay in for the struggle. Like, you're, you're not going to get yanked for somebody, try to find another hot hand. It's like, oh, well, let him have a couple games. You know, he's struggling right now, but then you know he's going to find it eventually. Yeah, and, you know, last week we were talking about how this team struck out way too many times. Well, on Friday they only struck out three times. And, you know, I mentioned before the show, two of those were in the eighth inning, our last at bat on Friday night. So – um, I, I thought that was really good, really good approach, it seemed like, all weekend. I mean, there was times where, you know, I'd like to see us maybe um, see a curveball a little bit better. But, uh, you know, all in all, I mean, you battled back. I mean, you battled back from last weekend to this week, weekend, but also in the first inning you are down going into the bottom half. Um, so battle back and, you know, to get a win against Texas A&M, you know, I mentioned they were in Omaha last year. I mean, it, it ain't like you're you're playing, you know, a, a nobody in the SEC. I mean, there's not really a nobody. We saw that last weekend with Missouri. Um, but, yeah, I, it was just dominant pretty much all weekend. And, you know, starting pitching, I don't know. I, I was asked this question last night on more important issues. I don't know what the issue is in, in the first inning. Um, maybe nerves is some of it. I don't know. But after that, it seems like our guys kind of settle in. And, uh, but yeah, the first inning has not been great. I, I think Tennessee has given up a run and I think eight games in the first inning or 12 games in the first inning, I think. So, um, not great. I, I'd like to see it start a little better because I, I feel like we blow out some of these teams, if not. Yeah, I don't, I, nobody looks comfortable in the first inning. And, you know, we, we attribute it to, the first series against Mizzou is, you know, kind of half joking, but kind of not like, is it just the weather? Like, is, is everybody just on edge a little bit? But it, it's like it's taken uh, with Dolander, especially it's like it's taken him halfway through the second time in the lineup before he really starts like honing in. And that's, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily even that he's just getting, I mean, he he got pounded a little bit earlier in the season, but I mean, he's not, it's not like guys have just figured him out or anything like that. It's just missing, missing spots, you know, walking more people than we've seen. That kind of goes for everybody walking more people than we've seen in the past. So, I mean, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's instead of just coming out of the gates hot last year, maybe it's, maybe it's just taking a little while to get the arms fully ready to go. I mean, I I don't know why, why that would be the case, but I mean, Mm. it's a funny game. Well, part of it is uh, we gave Jack Moss something to hit. I mean, that dude's insane. So, uh, I'd I'd rather us not pitch, especially Sunday. I was like, I'm good if he doesn't hit. And then he ends up hitting a home run, which, questionable. I I don't know about that home run, but whatever. They reviewed it. So, obviously, review is is never wrong. So Not at all, especially with the one angle in college baseball that's – Yeah, it's like, how can you overturn that? How how in the – whatever, whatever. Not getting into it. Um, But, yeah, starting pitching, like, it wasn't terrible. It was better than last weekend, but wasn't terrible. Um, You know, I would would say pretty good. But the bullpen, I thought, was phenomenal. I mean, they minimized damage, got outs. Um, I mean, we threw, I don't know how many people, six guys. I mean, they threw three different guys in one inning. Each of them had a batter, and they they got each of them out. And it was – it was um, Xander pitch on the weekend, which shout out. he It's about time we, we get him out of the bullpen on the weekends. Um, then it was A.J. Russell, and then uh, Jake Fitzgibbon got a, a whole inning. So, yeah, pitched a lot of guys, and I, I thought they were they did really well. Seth Halverson, and, and it's just you have all these arms, and then you throw in Camden Sewell. He's back. And it's just – it doesn't even seem fair. 
it's I saw it earlier. I was checking it to make sure. Wasn't it Saturday? Let me see. Yeah. So Saturday, Sewell, listen to this, 0.2 innings, and he technically got the win, if what I'm looking at is correct. Yes. Easy day's work. That, that's, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way to ease back into the season. I mean, we had seen him a little bit since he came back this year, but what a better way to just come in and, I mean, you throw what? Maybe a long inning to 0.2 is – 30 pitches maybe, you get a win. Yeah. I mean, I, and then you um, – I doubt he broke a sweat. And then you – he finished out the game yesterday. Finished it off with a strikeout like only Camden Sewell does. Yeah. His yeah. little jump off the mound. It's one of my favorite. The gif right before the show, that, that's, that's my favorite gif of all the time. Didn't get the flow sweaty. Just an easy – Yeah, didn't even have to shower. Camden Sewell already makes everything look pretty easy, but this was just more evidence of it. Yeah. Good to see Halverson. They – I mean, not not anything just dominant, but he he's we talked about it before. He's going to be a guy that you're going to need. So it's it's good to see that, regardless of his outcome, that he he's going to be a guy that's going to be lead heavily on this year. Yeah, and Andrew Lindsay, um, I, I thought he pitched really well. He, he pitched three and a third um, this weekend, one hit, one run, um, two walks, and, and seven Ks, and just you know a short amount of time. So made the most of that, and he kind of came in and minimized that damage um, when Chase Burns got in trouble on Saturday. So, um, without him, I don't know if you win that ball game, but, you know, he came in there and kind of fl- flipped the momentum there back to Tennessee, and, and Tennessee was able to um, hold on and get that win. Shout out Jared Dickey for uh, – he should have had two home runs. That win was yeah, brutal, terrible. What twenty two miles? An I mean, hour? off the bat, it's like every home run that he has, it's a no doubter. He does that little little walk and and you know kind of admires it for a little bit. This is the same thing, but it blew freaking thirty feet back. It, I mean that that one's probably over the scoreboard in any other day. Watching it live, it went from no doubter home like it was one of those where as soon as he swings, like oh that's home run, like he mm-hmm. he knew it, everybody in the park knew it. Then you they switched the other angle. It's like oh yeah, it's it's probably a home run. Then it's Oh, that's warning track power. Then it's regular yeah. fly ball. Then next thing I know, right fielder's land on his stomach and it's bouncing past him. So I mean, I <laughs> I don't want to give respect to Texas A and M at all, but what what a day for that right fielder because just that play alone. I mean, that's that is brutal to, oh, yeah, to go from a ball that's normally thirty feet over the fence that lands in front of you and you you got to do the embarrassed chase down after it to prevent it inside the Parker, which. Mm-hmm. Dickie did pimp it. Pretty easy triple. You wonder that first five or six steps, which <laughs> I'm not going to blame him because at the same time, like any other day, that ball is ridiculously gone. Mm-hmm. But it would a Jared Dickey inside the Parker is the only thing missing from our lives. So I yeah, I mean, two. It should have been two bombs. Ended up being a triple and a sack fly. I mean, just me and kind of Caleb talked about this. Uh, right after that game, is like, how demoralizing is it to get beat on a sack fly? <laughs> like, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. And, like, the, the right fielder had no shot. Yeah, like, one where it's – you know there's going to be a play at the plate with a decent throw, or maybe maybe it's it's got to have a Bo Jackson cannon and it's got to be perfect. Like, those – it's still – you still look at it and it's a play. It's mm-hmm. If it's deep in the left center gap and – you know, you could crawl home. I mean, that's – yeah, that's a demoralizing. Because at, at that point, I think I'd rather just give up a home run. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know if this would have been, like, a lot cooler because it was cool that they ripped his jersey off in, in the kind of pile there. It would have been really cool if they ripped his jersey off and, like, slipped on the uh, the fur coat as he, like, ran out of it. That would have been sick. Have we seen it this year? Has it made an appearance? I don't know. I wonder if somebody wore it out one night and – Maybe it's it's hanging up as a, at a souvenir somewhere, like Cool Beans or something like that. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know if it was stashed in a helmet in the dugout somewhere, and they were waiting for the right time. But I, mm-hmm. I mean, what what's the punishment if they bring it out? Is there any? Is it just slap on the wrist? I don't. Yeah, I, I ask that, and the, I don't, the NCAA doesn't even know. So who knows? Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, let, let's get into the umpires a little bit. 
I think umpires are getting worse at balls and strikes because they're so worried about the pitch clock. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exhausting. Like, this is their way to have some sort of power, I guess. I mean, we oh. saw the – did you see the spring training game today? Where, Real Muto? Yeah. I was just about to bring it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not even – it's not baseball for them anymore. It's, no. it's a who's got the bigger you-know-what contest. Like, that's all mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that guy on uh Saturday, he had, he had a rough time. I mean, he was bad. The yeah, he was. Sorry, I'm still stuck on the real Muto is I laughed when I saw it. That's if anybody doesn't know, just just look up if you can't spell real just look up umpire ejection for today and it'll be yeah. it's everywhere. I mean, pitching ninjas got it. it the, the funniest thing about it, too, and we'll get back to Tennessee, but the funniest thing about it, too, is just the pure look of shock on his face. Like, what did you just throw me out for? And the, the, uh, it's always an umpire that looks like that, too, that like mm-hmm. his shoulder pads look ridiculously big, doesn't fill him out, and he's got the same smirk on his face like, I got you. But anyway, yeah, it, luckily we didn't see that on Saturday because can you imagine Tony Vitello in that situation? On that yeah, one, an ejection like that for one of his players. Yeah, he, he must have been betting on the other team. Would he if would Tony kill a man? Would he kill that umpire in that situation? I don't know. Tony, I, I, Tony's Tony has tried to keep his his comments and stuff to a minimum. Um, I mean, he, he he called somebody big man or or something like that because. Um, I think it was on Saturday where the umpire wouldn't give Ricky Martinez time so he can get a pitch runner for somebody. He wouldn't give him time. So Tony's over there having a cow. It's just like he calls the the home plate umpire out by his first name. It was like, yo, he's he won't give him time because he's he's being a hard ass. Um so yeah, it's just a whole power trip. It's it's exhausting, um, and, and I think the the pitch clock is only just enhancing that. Like it just gives them one more thing that they can just ruin the game over. Well, you see that it's terrible too because yeah, half the umpires love this newfound sense of power that they have now. It's just another way they can get their face on TV. But you can see the other half of umpires are like, yeah, you know, we don't want to call it either. Like that's a terrible rule then. Like if the enforcers of the game don't even want to call it. And he called him a tough guy, not a hard ass. Sorry. Tough guy. Tough guy. That's, I think I, I don't know. The split decision (laughs) on that one. But One's more direct. Like, you know, you know what you're being told then. I I was saying what Tony Vitello really wanted to say. Right. 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 (laughs) The other one's got a passive aggressive, but Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, that's how you know it's terrible though. If the enforcers of the game are like, Hey, yeah, we don't – half of them are like, yeah, we don't really want to call that. And then the other half – and it seems like in all levels with MLB now too, they're like, I don't know if I should call it or not. Like they, they don't know when it applies half the time it seems like. So I, it's just – I know MLB said they were going to look at revamping the rules or – it's their way of saying, hey, we, we thought this would be good. Everyone hates it. We yeah. shouldn't be surprised, but we are – I'd, maybe the maybe college will just follow whatever they do. I don't know. It's I, I go back to my general statement. I like watching sports when people say they want to watch less sports. I'm like, well, you probably weren't watching it in the first place anyway. Like the, the people complaining about it were probably just like they'll tune in for two innings, then they watch Netflix the rest of the time. It's like, well, why are you ruining it for everybody else? Like that makes right. no sense. You're not even watching it. I mean, I didn't know how good I had it until we didn't have sports for like two years during COVID. So, um, yeah, any any time that I can watch sports, I'm going to do it. So here's the thing: if you don't want to watch sports, you don't have to. That's the, that's the beauty of it. Turn it off is 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 really difficult. <laughs> that power button. Um, I do want to get your thoughts. Um, since you are a former catcher, thoughts on Jared Dickey and, and the job he did behind the plate. I thought he looked solid. I, I don't think I don't think there was any glaring weaknesses. And I mean, there's some pass balls that maybe like he could have caught, but I, I do I think that is 
It, it doesn't hurt you because most of the time you don't have runners on base anyway. <laughs> and I don't think that those – I don't think that any of those – trying to think how to put it, are, are things that you wouldn't see from a guy that – I mean, I know he caught in the preseason some, but, I mean, it's different in a game. That's the first time we've seen it in a game, right? This, he he this pitched year. a little bit on Tuesday. Or he, he caught a little bit on Tuesday for a couple innings and then um, caught some this weekend. Those are kind of ones where I'm like – you know, so, sometimes on some days it just ta- it takes it hitting your glove a couple times before you real, before you get – used to the speed, especially with as many guys as we've got right now that are becoming regular guys and how many different arms you've got to handle. If you're not doing that every day, like that's, it's hard to get used to, especially on that quick a turnaround. And especially since this week's the first time we've seen it since probably preseason. So, I mean, it, the few pass balls we saw, I wouldn't think that's anything long-term. I'll say I don't want him catching every day. Just because I mean that's it's he's going to get wore down quicker like that. Sure. I, I I mean that's Charlie and Cal have to hold it down there. Now, if it's an occasional thing, if if he promises he'll hit a home run and give you a couple sacrifice flies to win games when he's going to do it, yeah, save him for that. But I no, he, he didn't do anything to show me that he shouldn't be doing it anymore. I just I don't really want him to. Like that's just. That's yeah. another place. I mean, you saw up. like the the yeah the production just goes down at the plate. That just happens. Like you don't yeah. see catchers batting over three hundred in the MLB. There's a reason. Yeah, I he and he. I mean, we talked about it before. A guy he may be the most important guy in the lineup. So yeah. I just I don't want him. I'm a, that's why I'm a big fan of him at the DH spot. Like if that's what he's good at, let him do that all the time and don't make him do anything else. If you if you don't have to. But in a rubber match, you know, maybe you need to go get a win. I like it because you have that lineup. You know, you keep his bat in there and then you're able to get some, you know, more, you know, athletes kind of in that outfield in the lineup as well. So, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good kind of change up there that uh, if they need to go to it, they can. Um, and maybe he catches one day, you know. Maybe him and somebody have, you know, a really good connection there where, um, you know, he just – that pitcher prefers throwing a Jared Dickey. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It, it's, one, it's one of those things It's nice to have it in my eyes, but you just hope you don't have to use it. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought Charlie Taylor hit the ball better this weekend. I mean, again, like, I we don't need him to hit 400. I don't think anybody's asking him to. Be serviceable, move runners, do your job. And I, I thought he did that a lot this weekend when when he got the opportunity. I'll say with I mean with the with the rest of the talent in the lineup, like I, I think we said it on here before, we don't it's like you just said, we don't need him to do that. It, yeah. He's the not, only one that's thrown anybody out. So, you yeah. know, I definitely think if 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 you're making out your ideal defensive lineup, Charlie Taylor is there. Um but you know, or, or if you want to go more offensive, you think that gives you a better chance to win? Then yeah, you might go at Jared Dickey. Yeah, I just he, he doesn't like it, and it's not exciting. But I mean, we said before. I know I've said before. Like maybe his role is just he's the small ball guy. Like he just does. He he gets bunts down. He does the little. He moves runners over stuff like that. I know it's it's not going to look glamorous. It's not going to win you any awards doing it that way. But same time, like comes out of that or winning games like and I mean we you know you saw the two home run performance can he do that every day it it looks like no so I mean right. it, it's just it's as just much we want to say yes right just <laughs> find what you can do and because like you just said his defense isn't going to get him kicked out of that spot so just just focus on what you can do at the plate and surprise some people yeah and it kind of – it sucks for Kavar's tears, man. I thought he was – he played really well on Friday night, hit the ball well, you know, made two plays in the outfield that, you know, were, were really good. And, you know, it just sucks he has that hamstring injury. And that's one thing. It's like they could be gone a few days. It can linger on the rest of the season. Like you just never know with a muscle like that. So um, definitely want to get him back, but rest him. Another thing that that I'll kind of want to bring up is like, what else does Dylan Dryling have to do to be in the lineup? 
uh, for Hunter. I don't get paid a lot of money to be the coach, but he would be yeah. hard for me to keep off that that lineup card when I made it out. Before it was Kaveras Tears, now it's Hunter Inslee. Like he's he's got some. It speaks to him. He's he's had somebody at his throat the entire time, and he just doesn't he doesn't back down. So I mean, it he just always produces, man. It's like the it's like they want to ride the hot hand out of which I mean tears. You know, like you just said, you don't know how long he's going to be out now. But here's Inslee, so it's like it's a good idea to just hey have three of them and rotate whoever's hot, play them that game. But at the same time, like the mental aspect of it of him being a freshman and knowing like I could be the odd man out here with a bad weekend and have to try to play my way back in. He just, he doesn't ever do it at all. He's just consistent all the time. So I, I'm kind of in your camp. I, I love watching Kavaris tears just because every time he swings, I'm convinced that he's going to break something and not <laughs> any, not anything on him, something on somebody else. So I, I don't know though, with drawing, I've, He's 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 athletic enough that you want him getting reps in the outfield. So I'm like, don't DH him. But at the same time, it's like I I, I don't know. That's the million dollar question. Yeah, I mean, like even yesterday, like I mean, nothing against Cal Stark. I I think he's a, a really good player. But you know, in terms of just production, I don't I don't know why Dylan Dryling isn't given an opportunity in that DH spot. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're wanting to get start start. Maybe they're really kind of. I don't even want to say it because, I mean, last last time – I'm not bad-mouthing Charlie, but last time we were like, hey, yeah, you know, maybe Cal's got more potential there. You saw what Charlie did that night. We got the text messages to prove it. But it's like <laughs> it's like may, maybe they're like, okay, like let's see if we get Cal's bat going and maybe, maybe get him back there more. So, I, D- Dylan Dryling's done nothing shouldn't be playing every day. I'll put it that way. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know, like – Fielding-wise, I know he's made a couple mistakes, but, I mean, who hasn't made any mistakes in that outfield so far this season? So, um, I, th- I think Hunter Inslee has earned a spot, but, you know, especially with Kavaris Tears going down with an injury for a while, I think Dylan Dryling has to be that next guy. I don't know who else would be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and even and, with Kavaris Tears in the lineup, I still think Dylan Dryling's probably in there. Ed. Again, I, I mean, he's putting a lot of pressure on Tony V to yeah. not put him in there. Yeah, and I, that's that's what he's got. It's obvious that's what he's got to do because he's been doing it this whole time, and it's still not. Yeah, I mean, pinch hit, just come in, just cold, and you know, he always seems to produce. Um, and I like his swing too. Maybe he's the maybe it, maybe it's the lefty thing. Do you think that has anything to do with oh, lefty, sure. at the I, end? I'm, I'm a righty, and I I wish I was. I grew up as a lefty. Lefty swings are just. Right, but I'm saying, is that why he's not in the lineup? Oh, it's just because I, he is another lefty, and you know, maybe you try to go righty. I mean, I would, I would think so. I mean, obviously, I'm not Tony Vitello, but I know we talked about here. I think I brought it up last week or a couple weeks ago how even it was like lefty righty, lefty righty, Zane switch. Like I, I think it it was either the entire lineup or it got down to eight or nine before you had back to backs. I mean, it, and if he's tearing the cover off of it, he could bat with his feet for all I care right. oh yeah that's that's where I'm at it's like I don't care how yeah. he hits it so I don't, I don't understand it either because I mean Hunter Inslee's a righty so you know I think that kind of evens it out a little bit but you know here's the thing you're gonna have a lot of lefties in this lineup that's just Tennessee is just has that many guys that that should be in the lineup that are left-handed um and you know that stupid wind. I mean, we probably have four home runs on Saturday if it wasn't for that wind, but we have so many lefties hitting it out that way. You got the short fence and right, like your Bronx Bombers. Yeah. They play at. So, I mean, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just I, – I, th- I thought you were asking just the pure beauty of the swings. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's pretty too. I mean, it's it looks – but that's part of Zane Denton, what we've talked about. Like, you could you could tell me that his numbers are – Ten percent better on the right-handed side. I'd be like, no, it's not right. Like he just. I, I need right. a I need a video of him batting left-handed and batting right. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. But now so, I'd like to I'd still, like to see it next to each other to see how similar it actually is. And even but, so, it just looks better lefty. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Even though it looks the, I get what you're saying. It looks the exact same with the stance and everything. It just lefty just looks. It better. just comes off the bat a little a little better. Yeah, that Griffey bat drop that Blake Burke has brought to Knoxville. It just nothing better than it. Yeah, 
It's a lot cooler when you're – You get out of the box quicker. Would have never helped me, but some of those guys get out of the box quicker from that side. It's yeah, I couldn't imagine. I, I feel like you'd fall down. I'm a righty too, so. It's, if I have a son, he'll be racist as a lefty. Yeah. You got to have good hips. Got to get out of that, that back pedal a little bit. Brother, I'm, I was a catcher. There's no, <laughs> no good hips left. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk about Zane Den, man. I mean, uh, here you go. Here's, here's a nine hole. And he just shows out. It kind of made you look, you know, smart. Not to say that you're not. But when you were talking about how uh, you'd like to see, I can't, was it Maui in the nine hole? And in eight, or, eight or nine, yeah. Yeah, to kind of have have another guy down there at the bottom. I think I, put, said, I think I said Maui at eight, Charlie at nine, and let him do his small ball stuff, and then you've got the top of the order. But. Yeah. But, I mean, how do, you, how do you keep Zane Denton down there? He's like, yeah, I'm not staying down here. Yeah. I'm going three for three, five RBIs, two home runs from the right-handed side, and, you know, bat me right-handed. I and, don't care. Put me in the line. Part of it I liked with Maui down there is because the speed too. Because then you got top of the order with Christian Moore. You got more speed coming up there. But it's we, weird. He doesn't steal. Right. And I mean Zane's not slow. I mean, so that's not really. Or yeah. they, he doesn't look that. He's fast to me. I'll put it that way. So it doesn't. There's not any big drop off there. I mean, I know he don't want to stay there for pride purposes. But at the same time, it's like. I, if I'm Tony V, I'm it, like, it hey, only matters that first time in the lineup. Then yeah. everybody is. I'm like, why, son, why? Why would you that? Why would you not? If I if I had that kind of performance in the nine hole, I'd be like, you better not put me clean up again. Like they're, <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised them down here at the bottom of the order. They probably think I suck. And I mean, he goes off like that. Like, I, yeah, there you go. They're they're you know doubting him a little bit. How like is there that. any shame in the nine hole when your nine hole is hitting multiple bombs a game like that? I don't know how anybody in the SEC is is doubting Zane Denton though after they've seen him for 25 years it seems like. Call the cleanup hitter a nerd then be like, "Hey, I'm your cleanup, but I had two bombs this game." <laughs> yeah, that was interesting to have Hunter Inslee at cleanup. Um I mean, it worked, I guess. So, whatever, but it was just kind of interesting how they kind of changed up the lineup a little bit. And, um, I mean, so where do you bat Zane Denton at? Like, do you do you let him bat right or left, or do you just go off pitching matchup? I think one through three is definitely set. I'm, I'm not messing with that now, now that Maui's hit it. I, I like Denton in the four spot. I like him at cleanup just because how patient he is. Mm-hmm. It's not – he's not a cleanup hitter that, you know, it's either a, a bomb or he's striking out. Like, that's not him, and that's what I love about him is how patient he is that it doesn't take a big base knock there. You know, base is loaded. He doesn't have to come up and drive somebody in. He's always the threat that he could take a walk, and then that's just even more momentum for merit after him. I mean – Yeah, you see a lot of guys, like, if, if it's a close strike two – you know they're they're a little bit upset about it. It might affect the 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 next pitch. Zane didn't. You wouldn't know if it was o two or or three o. He has the same approach every single time. And I I know the cleanup spot comes with the notion that it's got to be a bomber that gets up there. I've always hated that. Like if that's if that's your guy that you want driving in the most runs, I want it to be my best hitter. That's I like Dickie at cleanup, honestly. Mm-hmm. But you can move him. It, it comes down to who can be moved and still produce. You know, Dickie can. Looks like Zane can. Now, some guys, you move them, it's going to mess with their head. I wouldn't. Merritt's a little. He's he's a little more pop or not there, so not as much. But I, I I've always subscribed to the notion. I want I want my best hitter that's going to get on base in cleanup. Because if you just get do your job and get guys on in front of him. I want somebody that can drive them in. Like, if it's a bomb, cool. If it's taking a walk, if it's a single, like, I just – I want somebody that gets on base in the four slot. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, who is your uh, – who's your favorite Tennessee baseball player this year? I love Kavaris Tears. Um, I love Griffin Merritt. I, it's got to be Dickey, though. Just he, yeah. he just he does everything 
the right way. And he's just he, – he seems like a good dude in the dugout. He just seems like he's fun to be around. And he we've seen, like, he, he does whatever, and it seems like he just doesn't complain about it. So, I – I could pick one thing from everybody in the lineup that I like, especially on the staff too. I mean, Dolander's filthy. He's he's up there for me, but mm-hmm. it's got to be Jared Dickey. Yeah, I like QB one. I like Drew Beam. Um, Hard not to like him. Yeah, his family's really cool too. So gotta like that. Also, I tried to as soon as Jared Dickey hit that walk off, I said to myself, if he hits this, I'm I'm buying a Jared Dickey jersey. Yeah, I need when- to. And went try to look online. I think they're also out. <laughs> I don't think they have them anymore. That's me. Yeah. That's so Mount, uh, shop, That's Mount no Julia, free ads. He's from. Yeah. They're all wearing them. They got to be. Yeah. No free ads. But shop, Hey, you need to do your thing. He he won me over. Was it was it last year or two years ago when he was hurt and was hobbling out to the batter's box and was still just yeah little that line, was last little year. line drive to center, little line drive, and he. God help him, he couldn't get to second base because he was he was just hobbling. But he's that's I think that's when we came up with the professional hitter nickname. Like it's just he's hitting off one leg and it just didn't matter. Well, I mean, like you knew it was over as soon as you know. Uh, I think Christian Moore got to third base. Is that who it was? Yeah, uh, yeah it was. It was. Yeah, it was. So. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was over. Yeah, I, it didn't. It didn't matter. He, he's um, a guy that if he doesn't produce, I'm shocked. In a, in a yeah. game where producing three out of ten times, you're a legend then. Yeah. And it, he's, he's good enough to where when he doesn't do something, I'm like, oh, that's surprising. Yep. So, uh, LSU this weekend. Going to be a tough matchup. Going to be a tough next four matchups for Tennessee in, in the weekend series. You got number one LSU, uh, number three Florida, number six Arkansas, and number four Vandy. So, um, I'd like to see somebody with a better gauntlet than that. Because, man, um, and, and LSU they're they're super talented. Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz is hitting over five hundred, which is stupid. Um, Tommy White, it, it, he has what forty two RBIs already. Like it, I mean, it's it's unreal what what that team's doing. And you know, I said it from the get go. I was like, if they don't win a national cha- championship, Jay Johnson should be fired. I mean. Yeah. As much talent they got in the transfer portal, and um, they already had Trey Morgan and Dylan Cruz and, and Gavin Dugas. I mean, they they were loaded anyway. And you had Paul Skeens, who you know is throwing a hundred and can also hit, but he's not hitting, which is weird. And and how stupid is that? I mean, they've lost three games, and one of their best hitters probably is just pitching. Yeah, they don't even need him to hit. Um, so, yeah, it's just an insane amount of talent they have. It's going to be a tough matchup. Tennessee's had their number, you know, the past couple of years. I think they are – the last two years, they're 0-4 against Tennessee. I mean, Dylan Cruz is – Or no. I don't remember them. Five – six, 0-6. Yeah, I we, don't – We beat them remember. in the Supers. We swept them. And then we beat them in uh, Hoover last year. I don't remember the last loss to him. That's maybe because last year was such a blur. But yeah, I, Dylan Cruz is – that's no disrespect to anybody in Tennessee's lineup. He's the best pure college hitter I've ever seen – or best pure non-professional baseball player or in professional baseball hitter that I've ever seen. Yeah, like is Tag's going to change your mind? We'll see what Dolander does because I'm, I'm ready to see a pissed-off Dolander versus Dylan Cruz. Because, yeah. I mean, you, you know he's – that hasn't been bad for Dolander by any means, but you know he's not happy with how it's been going. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's that that first at bat will be appointment television. Well, here's the thing: like you go in there, and, like you have nothing to lose. Really, this is the number one team in the country. They're they're full of talent. You know, that th- this is their chance to win one because after next year, uh, Dylan Cruz is gone, Trey Morgan gone, Davis Gavin Dugas is gone, Paul Skeens is gone. I think Tommy White still has another year. Um, but, I mean, like you have – I mean, it's going to be a totally different LSU team. So, I think I think this is their chance to go try to win one. And, um, man, what an opportunity it is in front of you to go to the box and, and knock off a team that you've had their number lately. I was, I was going to make a joke about 
Tommy tanks, everything he hits goes to right field. So you just need a stiff breeze coming from over there to keep him in the park. But I don't want <laughs> LSU Twitter at my neck. But they, because I, 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 I respect LSU. Like I, I don't have any hate for LSU. They're one. If Tennessee didn't exist, they would probably be my team in in college athletics. I don't. That's just a knee jerk reaction right now. I, mm-hmm. I just I like LSU. They're a good team, but I, I still I want to run with them in every game. Yeah, hundred percent. I do think their bullpen is a little shaky at times. Like, they have given up a couple runs. I mean, they did lose to Texas A&M on that Sunday matchup. So, it's not like they're unbeatable. And you just went in there and and swept a team that, you know, got one on LSU. So, they're not this immortal giant that that can't be beat. So, I want to see Tennessee kind of go in there and, and just play relaxed. Have that little edge to you. I mean, go into the box and come back with a win. I mean, we, we did it in football. We came back with a win. Let's do it in baseball, too. And it should probably be mentioned that Mizzou got swept this, this weekend, right? Yep. South Carolina. So, I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. I mean, it was South Carolina. Uh, they're, they're no slouches. I mean, they've been one of the premier programs in the SEC for the past several years now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not as good as they were in their heyday. But, like, I don't know if that makes me feel better, like, Oh, you know, maybe well, they, they didn't walk them off on Friday, so it, it wasn't right. like it was a total just demolishing. And it it makes me feel better because it's like, hey, maybe that was just completely random. You know, we talked about the basketball game being the trade off there, so maybe I I don't know what it was, but it's I'm still indifferent because I, I that you know they moved up to 22 in the country after that, so it's like, oh, maybe they're not slouches, but then they get swept, so it's like, I. Judgment's still out on that one. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I think anybody can probably be beaten on any given day. That's just college baseball. This is, they're amateurs, um, and there's a reason for it. You know, they just don't have great days every single day. Um, so, I I don't know. I, I'm, I saw some, some negative people on Twitter saying, like, oh, I don't see us losing any – or I don't see us winning any of these series. I mean, that shouldn't be the case. You just got one of them, so. Yeah. I mean, that I, I saw some, I don't even know what outlet, their power rankings today, and it had Tennessee seventh in the SEC. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, that's the ultimate just prisoner of the moment. Like, you've forgotten how talented this team still is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we mentioned, like, Tennessee swept Texas A&M, who did beat LSU in a game is returning a lot of guys from that Omaha team. And, you know, they didn't even play their best baseball. I mean, we had six errors. That's another thing I wanted to bring up, too. All right, the errors are pretty Tomorrow bad. It's pretty bad. That's it's Instead of we, – we wondered about base running drills. Just make them run right now for every error. <laughs> just yeah. they, they say, you want to practice base running? We'll go touch the pole and come back. That's mm-hmm. slide into home when you come back. <laughs> There's right. your base running. Yeah, because that's it's just it's little stuff like that that's hanging around too long. Yeah, and I, I know Maui had some some errors at at Kansas, and and I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but I mean, being an All American and and having two errors in a weekend, and you had an error last weekend too. Like, it, I mean, you just got to play cleaner baseball, and that's the whole team. That's not just Maui. That, that's everybody has to play cleaner baseball if you really want to make a run at this thing. It's I was gonna say it's gonna it will cost you. It it did cost you. You got lucky this well, I won't say you got lucky this weekend, but anytime it doesn't cost you, you kinda of wipe your brow like, oh, okay. Good. Well and and yeah. then the the thing about that is like last last weekend we're we're looking at like anytime Tennessee went down, it felt like we were down and we were never coming back. Yeah. And that's the way it was. And this weekend, total opposite. They're down and you know, it, it didn't even phase them. Um, and they came back and, and, and won each game. So, uh, I think this team can turn around, can play better baseball, can play cleaner baseball, and I think you have to, especially in these next four series. I mean, there's not a whole lot of, you know, margin for error there. We just don't have a good idea. That's my main takeaway. We don't have a good idea of what this team is yet, which yeah. is – I don't think it's a bad thing because, I mean, you look and you just – you swept the team. Like you said, that was returning that much – was in the college world series and you swept them when you don't really know what your identity is. Like we thought mm-hmm. it was going to be the pitching this year that hasn't really showed up yet. So 
to, to be playing, to have this good of a record and still be like, hey, I don't really – I bet if you ask Tony Vitello too, he's like, I, I don't really know like what this team is yet. You know, last year it was dominance on both sides, and now it's it's kind of like very good on both sides with some head scratching mixed in. So sure. you don't really have an identity yet. But that's fine for this part of the year. Yeah. Now maybe this is the weekend that you figure it out a little bit. And also, like, the, I mean, Blake Burke didn't have a great weekend at the plate. I mean, I know he hit that bomb on Friday, but, like, he, he's kind of – or was that on Tuesday? I, think, oh. I thought he had one this weekend at some point. I okay. could be wrong, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he just – he didn't have a great weekend, and Tennessee still won three games against the top 25 opponent. Like, I mean, it, it's good that you're kind of – Mixing it out through the lineup, it's not just one person. You know, I do think Blake Burke is probably the best hitter on this team. But, you know, he didn't have it this weekend, and Tennessee was able to overcome that. You know, what if what if Dylan Cruz doesn't have a good weekend this weekend? Does LSU still right win with him? I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see what it looks like <laughs> if Dylan Cruz doesn't have a good weekend. But, uh, I mean, that's going to be a tough – Tough task for – but he is going against one of the best pitching staffs in America. So, you know, maybe that's something to kind of keep an eye on. I'd like Burks. to see him not bat a 500. Yeah. Burke's home run was on Friday. And, yeah, it's okay. it's good to see that we can do it without him. Like, yeah. you don't want to have to, but maybe LSU can't can't do it without Cruz. I'm, I'm hoping the Braves offer him a mega contract this week and he takes it and – Runs with it. Besides, yeah. he doesn't want to do this college thing anymore. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's wrap the show up. Let's go MVPs of the week. Um, I'll go first this time. I'm probably going to steal yours, and I'm sorry. Um, I'm going Jared Dickey. Catcher, walk off. He was six for eleven in the series, three RBIs, um, only one strikeout all, all weekend long too. So, um, really good stuff from him. And you know, I think right now he, East Tennessee is probably best player. Yeah, I, I was going to go Dickey. I'll go Zane, though, because I, I feel like it could be either one. Zane game? I almost didn't take Zane, too, because I thought maybe it'd piss him off a little bit more if nobody picked him. And he was like, well, I'm hitting at the at the nine or eight spot, whatever it was now. Like, what else yeah. do I have to do? And he just unloaded <laughs> on LSU staff this weekend. So, I'll go honorable mention Hunter Inslee, just in case Zane didn't seize this. I want to okay. piss him off a little bit more. I'll go honorable mention uh, Christian Moore. I thought he had a really nice weekend at the yeah. plate. Um you know, he, he was much needed in, in that lineup to uh, kind of get things going and kind of start some of those rallies to, to get back into everything. So, um, great show. We'll be back um, next week, hopefully talking about a series win over – let's let's go sweep and or we'll take a series win. But we want to sweep. It'll yeah. Okay, I guess. Um, against number one LSU in the box. Um, Going to be a big weekend. That starts on Thursday, so don't miss out. Um. Thursday is on on ESPN, and Friday is on, on national television. Both those games are on national television, and then Saturday is on SEC Network Plus. Don't tell me why. I don't have no clue. But, um, yeah, going to be a good weekend of baseball, so go check that out. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. See you all.